We live in a world that's slipping away into constant uncertainty and danger. Imagine if something unthinkable happens tomorrow. Within hours, global supply chains can break down and never start up again. We've learned that lesson the hard way. And that means the smart thing to do is prepare for the worst. Even if the peanut butter hasn't hit the fan yet, you should store emergency food to get you through whatever happens next. And I highly recommend My Patriot Supply, America's largest emergency preparedness company. Act now and save $50 off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which contains an abundance of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories a day. Every person in your family should have at least one of these. Your shipment will arrive quickly in unmarked boxes. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com to avoid being a victim and survive the coming uncertainty. Preparewiththinkaboutit.com When you have a facial covering on for an extended period of time, there is a, it creates a very moist environment, which creates and breeds bacteria very quickly. So when doctors, nurses, uh, construction workers, uh, whatever industry or occupation, employees are uh, required to wear masks or respirators, they are told and trained on when to take them off. Work rest cycles are very important. Um, how to properly don and doff them and how to properly clean and sanitize them because we know that this amount of bacteria building up on the inside of a mask that we keep rebreathing is going to cause things like bacterial pneumonia. Perioral dermatitis is a big one that we've started seeing and that's what you know some people jokingly refer to as maskne. Um, the blistering, right? The outbreaks around the face on the skin, uh, the red marks, but it's very serious actually. It's a form of staph, it's a bacteria staph infection and it's very serious it's nothing to laugh about and it's 100% because of the extended and prolonged mask wearing in a bacterial ridden environment we've seen so many increases of bacterial respiratory infections in our private practices over the last 12 months it's not even funny we've seen so many fungal infections because people are improperly wearing masks Whenever we get fitted for our mask, because I also am, am a part owner of two surgical centers here in the greater St. Louis area, when we're in our surgical centers doing procedures, the doctors are wearing the mask so that we don't spit into an open wound. You see, people have this, this again, this false idea that doctors wear a mask in an operating room to stop a virus from going to somewhere. Not at all. The human mouth is the most bacterial-ridden mouth of any mammal on the planet, it's even more bacterial ridden than a pig's mouth would be. So if we spit saliva into an open wound, um, that's going to cause infection. So it has nothing to do with viruses. And again, study after study after study has shown that wearing a mask has more harm than good. You look at the research that was just done um, out of Germany. There was a huge study released out of Germany. Um, and what they looked at was 25,000 students that were in school, 25,000. And they found that 68% of those kids in the German study had some type of impairment. I mean, everything from headaches to passing out, to dizziness, to lack of function, to no energy, to not wanting to go to school, literally being learning disabled, not being able to properly learn, which is already an issue with school-aged kids. Now putting a mask on them shows that 68% of kids in schools now wearing a mask have more harm than good. And again, we're talking about a population that has a 99.997% survivability rate, um, even without any therapeutics, 
There's no point in these kids wearing masks in schools. It's absolutely ludicrous. Kids are not sanitary like we are. They chew on the masks, they sneeze in them, they lick them, they sweat in them, they play with them. No matter how often they're reminded not to eat them, they still do. They use them to wipe their boogers after they sneeze, then plaster the nasty bacteria-filled Petri dish mask over their face for hours. I can't for the life of me imagine how an inhaling air through a cloth that is soaked in sweat, mucus, and saliva is deemed to be healthy for a child's growing body and lungs. Although he has a fresh, clean mask every single day, when I wash those masks, this is the water that comes off of it. Every week, I save each mask, five of them, to wash all at once so you can see what you are putting on their faces. I mean, how stupid, how incredibly dangerous, and yet, we're just all, you know, doing it as if it's you know, the thing to do. In addition, we're causing a, a lot of perioral dental issues in the mouth. Dentists are reporting a very high level of bacterial disorders, diseases, bacterial infections because of prolonged mask wearing. Um, and that doesn't even get into the bad breath. It doesn't take very long wearing a mask and you have very bad breath. Well, what is that? It's bacteria. But when we can't exhale properly and we can't get that out, right, to be diluted in the, in the air and the environment around us, that's a problem. We're trapping it in and we're rebreathing it, which causes the bacterial infections to just skyrocket. From a scientific standpoint, I can tell you that prior to 2020, none of the literature supported wearing a mask, especially for non-symptomatic people. There was no evidence that wearing a mask stopped the transmission of small particle airborne viruses particularly this SARS-CoV-2 virus, which is incredibly small. The size of this particular virus is approximately 0.1 micron, which is roughly one one-thousandth of the average human hair. You know, I've seen the videos when someone sucks on a vape plant and blows out through their mask, it's everywhere. Or even better, a guy did a video recently standing in the freezing cold, probably Wisconsin or Minnesota, and said, two masks, really, here's one mask, steam everywhere coming out of his mouth. Here, you know, here's a, here's a two masks, three masks, all the different masks, steam everywhere. Here's a cloth mask on the N95. Now we're gonna try two 995s. This is 15 N95s against coronavirus transport. This virus rolls and in, 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 in is far smaller than moisture particles or water droplets, and yet we're seeing steam come out. It has been obvious to me, and I've said from the beginning, these masks don't work. During the H1N1 outbreak and the SARS outbreak, studies were done. You can look at the BMJ Open studies and multiple RCT studies with metadata analysis that showed cloth masks can filter close to 0% when controlling health hazards associated with airborne infectious diseases. The best mask we have outside of a level four containment suit, the best mask we have, which we used to call a tuberculosis mask because that's what it was really designed for, 
are N95 medical masks, and they screen particles down to 0.3 microns. Not all particles, but 95% of them. Even they, when tested, don't screen these small particle viruses. And when they've really done sophisticated tests, like in the uh, Environmental Services Department at the University of Maryland, they, they looked at putting people in these hermetically sealed containers with these N95 masks, and they showed that when you cough or sneeze, the small virus particles, the ones that are infectious, go through the mask. So here we are wearing masks on our face that, according to science, protect droplets, as in if droplets come towards your face, it's gonna protect the water from hitting your mouth. It's going to protect the blood, say, from hitting your face, or whatever it is, or the sneeze, or the cough. But masks still allow the particles, because the COVID particles are smaller than the particles on your mask, and they can still travel through, say, that homemade face mask, or that paper face mask that you have and people are still catching COVID regardless of the fact they're wearing the mask. In fact, the CDC put out a report and, and on this report, it showed that 85% of people who caught COVID-19 were wearing a mask, 85%. There is no evidence and there's definitely no peer-reviewed double-blind controlled study that shows that wearing a mask stops the prevention or slows the progression of any respiratory viruses. Multiple studies have been done on healthcare settings as well as on non-healthcare settings on, for example, the flu, showing that there's no statistical data that proves that wearing a mask prevents uh, any type of viral spread. If we look at the report that was just released on March 12th of 2021 by the CDC and Health and Human Services, they did an exhaustive study and they looked at the counties in uh, the states in here in the United States of America that had severe uh, restrictions for mask wearing, ordinances and or recommendations that were imposed and followed at a high percentage. And what they found was is that those states and those counties that had a high percentage use of masks, they actually showed that there was a benefit of wearing a mask. And they actually showed that the percentage was, in their minds, significantly uh, responsible for reducing the risk of spread of SARS-CoV-2 and coronavirus. And the data showed that it was 0.5% to 1% successful. By the way, this is an observational study, which that means within the margin of error, the statistically proven that there's zero. And let me say this again, zero data that supports that wearing a mask stops the spread of COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. Even the federal government now finally says that to be the case. There was a recent study that came out um, in October of uh, 2020. It's the Danish mask study. It was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, which that is like one of the top two or three internal medicine journals in the world. And they looked at 6,000 people 3,000 wore masks all the time, 3,000 didn't wear masks ever. And they, they, they actually followed them for a period of about six months. It's a very, very solid, uh, statistically significant study. At the end of that six month period, they analyzed the rates of coronavirus and spread, and they found that during that six month period, masks were 0% effective at stopping coronavirus spread. In other words, there was no statistically significant difference in coronavirus transmission or uptake during that period between the two groups. Masks did not work at all. And that was the largest study that's been done to this time. So that's a, that's a, that's a valid scientific study that should have been all over the news and nobody covered it. There was also another study that was released in December 2020 that was, it was from China. 
and they, they looked at 10 million people that were asymptomatic COVID positive that they followed to determine if they were spreaders. Because that's, that's, what we're, that's the whole impetus for people that are not sick wearing masks today is that, well, you might have coronavirus and you just don't know it. You might be asymptomatic, but you might still be a super spreader because you're getting people sick when you don't have any symptoms. Well, China, and, and China is the top of the world when it comes to track and trace. I mean, they, trace, they track and trace everybody. They've got ocular scanning. They know where everybody is at every time. I mean, they, they trace and track people pretty well in China. What they found is that all these, these several hundred people that were asymptomatic coronavirus positive, that there was zero asymptomatic spread. In other words, if someone did not have symptoms of coronavirus, if they weren't coughing and you know hacking and a fever and all the different symptoms of coronavirus, if they were asymptomatic, even if they were COVID positive, there was never asymptomatic spread. So there goes the whole impetus for people wearing masks that are healthy, because that's what we're told. Wear a mask because you might be sick and you might spread it even though you don't have symptoms. Malarkey, that's pure poppycock, it's hogwash, it's a lie. The China study showed there is no asymptomatic spread of coronavirus. So there goes the two main reasons for, well, for wearing masks. We are often asked why we're not wearing masks. Uh, people think that there should be masks worn at all times. It may be uh, what you are recommended in your country, but in terms of WHO's guidance, as long as you can stay one meter apart, which we took care that we are one meter or more apart, then you don't need to wear a mask, especially as well we're in a space that has good ventilation. From the data we have, it still seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmits onward to a secondary individual. But the one thing historically people need to realize that even if there is some asymptomatic transmission, in all the history of respiratory-borne viruses of any type, asymptomatic transmission has never been the driver of outbreaks. The driver of outbreaks is always a symptomatic person. Even if there's a rare asymptomatic person that might transmit, an epidemic is not driven by asymptomatic carriers. Could you imagine a year ago walking into a bank with your face covered? Could you imagine even going into the grocery store? Do you think they would let you in? Do you think they would be following you in the aisles to make sure that you weren't going to be shoplifting? Could you imagine going up to a gas station and going inside the little mini mart to pay for your gas with a bandana on? How far do you think that would get you? Could you imagine as a teacher showing up to school with a, with a shield that looks like a space alien? Those things are offensive to us because it interferes with normal human interaction. When you're talking about the, the amount of influence that the, the government has, has applied to the society through using COVID, we don't even look at the most simple insanity that goes on in front of us. We don't even balk at the idea that the government wants the establishment where you eat supper to put a mask on you to walk from the door to your table, seat you within three feet of another table, and you can take your mask off because, you know, COVID's not gonna get you as long as you're eating and at your table. <laughs> but, you know, it could jump on you between the door and the table. Anybody who, who just arrived, who hadn't been bathed in this education system we have, and bathed in this, this unspeaking loyalty and, and response to government controls, if you just walked up and looked at it, the insanity would be palpable. The stupidity that we do every day, that we put ourselves through every day, because it makes us feel good. Because it's, it's for the collective.
you know, the, the government says we should do this, and, and we should. Well, they said that wearing a, basically a sock over my face is going to protect me. Well, no, it won't. Well, the government says so. Well, there's studies out there that say not. Well, I've never seen it. Well, if you did see it, would it change your mind? Nope. They just do it because it makes them feel good. And when you own a big portion of society to do things based on their feelings, you own them. Everything we have just covered about the use of face masks for virus protection and the inherent health problems is not a secret. It is not a conspiracy theory or conjecture. It is all very well understood and documented science in the medical community. Masks do more harm than good, and they know it. Let that sink in for a minute. What does it say about doctors and the medical establishment in general when physicians can't actually follow the science themselves, but instead follow mandates? What about the Hippocratic Oath of do no harm? The biggest issue with face masks is the impact they have on our children. Kids worldwide are being forced to wear masks for extended periods at daycares and schools, on the bus, even during outdoor recess and sports activities despite the evidence that masks are ineffective and children are not at risk. We must understand both the physical and psychological damage that masking has on our kids and put an end to the barbaric practice of masking children. When I started hearing the schools start talking about putting children in masks in order to be able to go back to school, I thought it was a joke. I thought who in their right mind would put a mask on a child, would cover a child's mouth and nose all day long. I, I couldn't believe it. I actually thought no parent would ever do that. Well, let's fast forward now, they're all doing this. Everybody, all these children are walking around in masks. So I started standing up and speaking very loudly against this saying, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not okay. From a health perspective, from a medical perspective, from a scientific perspective, this is not only not okay, this is egregiously wrong, and it's incredibly dangerous. Mask on children is quite the slippery slope. Look at your children. They're confused. They come home lethargic. They're frustrated. You may see variances in their mood. It's because when you are wearing a mask, it makes you tired. It makes you tired because masks have the ability to lower your oxygen content by up to 20%. I say up to because again, you cannot make claims on every single mask because there are so many different types. But children in masks is absolutely dangerous. It's dangerous also because children rely on proper oxygen content for their brain development. And if you are impeding oxygen on a daily basis for our youth, you are disrupting the development of the front part of the brain, the rear brain, and you can look into studies by Dr. Larry Polevsky, who's done talks on this, that talk about repetitive oxygen deprivation can impede that brain development. And every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not, and that's a blessing. But as the adults, what have we done with that blessing? We've shoved it to the side and we've said, we don't care. You're still gonna wear a mask on your face every day, five and six year olds. You still can't play together on the playground like normal children, seven and eight year olds. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. And I know what I'm gonna be met with, but Ms. Taylor, the CDC, we did not vote for people at the CDC. 
We did elect leaders who do create policy. We elected the five of you. We chose you to make difficult decisions for our children. We chose you to make decisions that would be in our children's best interest, enforcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest. And this has to stop. Defend our children. I really believe that if we get rid of the masks, the rest of this house of cards fall down. And if we want to save our children, we need to do that.